Welcome to the Audit Shifting Fund podcast. My goal with this podcast is to bring relevant internal audit topics to the table at least every 15 days. Today, we have an audit rules, not a duel, because we have three people who are going to be debating the topic of the one-page audit report. I have the honor to have as my guests, David Hill, CEO of SWAP Internal Audit Services, Renato Trisiusi, longtime audit executive, and Tracy Markport, communication expert. Thank you all for your time on the podcast and for being okay with the format with three people. Really appreciate. Usually we have the duel, so we'll have a little more pressure on this time. <laughs> for the benefit of the audience, really quick here, the format was going to be a little bit different than what the duel is, a little bit less time to each participant. So the opening statement is going to be two minutes and 30 seconds. Each person is going to get that for the opening statement. And then response is going to be two minutes and 30 seconds. Closing remarks will be one minute and 30 seconds for each one of you guys. David will start. Renato will go second. And Tracy will be the third one. And with that said, I will start the clock here for David on the one-page audit report. Thanks, John. And good afternoon. This should be uh, hopefully a bit of fun. Um, I posted late on LinkedIn, but the, uh, the influential German painter, Hans Hoffmann, once said the ability to simplify means to eliminate the unnecessary. So that the unnecessary, so the necessary may speak. Now that's a bit of a mouthful, but internal auditing can be full of the unnecessary. And that is why we've made the move at SWAP to agile one-page reports and new technologies. So we're focusing on the one-page reports. So background, firstly, I was getting copied into write five audit reports each week by email. They were an average of 20 pages long, typically telling the story of what the auditor had done. It felt like justification of the auditor's time. And I thought, how must our busy customers be feeling? But these reports, to be clear, took an age, and it wasn't so much about the conclusions, but nitpicking over detail over the individual style of writing. And for SWAT, anything that's bottleneck within the audit process has to go. Otherwise, the value of our work is diminished. As we all know, there's no obligation in our standards to deliver long reports, but merely to communicate the results. So we produce a one-page report, which is also in compliance to the standards, and that includes the objectives, scopes, and results. Many in our wonderful business, far more eloquent than me, have commented on communicating results. Richard Chambers, Sarah James, and just this week, Norman Marks posted a blog titled Wasting Time with Audio Reports. Our one-page audit reports focus on key issues. They're visual, they're quick to digest and support an agile way of working. The feedback from our stakeholders has been excellent. So, you know, this feedback from multiple organizations, the elimination of bottlenecks has meant we can quickly decide management actions that allow the organization to manage the risks or take opportunities. It's a win-win and so efficient. Heads of internal audit have, or chief audit executive have, in my view, an obligation to have efficient systems and the one-page report is just one example. The next step is how we move away from the audit report and use just dashboards or videos to communicate our findings. Finally, I do wonder whether some audit teams are too comfortable doing what they've been doing and fear change. That's my start for 10, John. John, David, Tracy, and our, our audience, it's a pleasure was invited to participate in the tool. 
I mean, very nervous because two very important people in the other field. So I will try to do my best. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I agree in part with David. Uh, of course, one page report for some executives could be very helpful, but we should consider other scenarios, other stakeholders. For example, uh, depends on the country or, or the, the sector. Uh, our auditor forward is, uh, is used for regulators, just managers, and low medium level executives around the world, not only the headquarters. Uh, so, in this report, well, we need to put more details. We, and it's almost impossible to write in a one-page report. I understand the importance of one one-page report, but here in my company or in other companies that I work, every time I made a, a research with the managers, with the executives, and all these guys asked more details. Okay, so if you read the standard IPPF from IAA, for example, and 2,400 communication, 2410 about the criteria, about we, we need to demonstrate the in the engagement results, uh, the, the objectives, the scopes, the results. And, uh, and if you start to writing about, for example, all of the scope, the period of bell, the size, the numbers, which systems is used in, in the process that you evaluated or systems or a, that analysis that you made. So, and if you use extensively location that we need to report, probably will be impossible to write this scope or why you choose some simple, simple selections. So for me, we needed to, to have more pages for these kind of stakeholders. I love this conversation. I love everything about audit reports. I have been posting on LinkedIn about audit reports for years, and I love that the conversation has become as heated and everyone is as passionate as they are about this. Whether the report is a half page, like Norman Marx talks about, or whether it's one page, or whether it's 12 pages, or even those 20 pages, I've seen audit clients with 60 pages, right? Which is not where we want to be. But no matter what the length of your audit report is, having these discussions keeps it front of mind for every single person who engages with us on LinkedIn and in all the articles that are written and these podcasts that are happening. And I think that's what's super important because when the length of audit reports is in everyone's front of mind, we're all focused and we're all thinking, how can we do this? And we're getting ever and ever closer to having perhaps a one-page audit report. I think a one-page audit report is not necessarily enough, sufficient for every audit stakeholder. I think when we're talking about the board, a half a page could do it, but it's what's in that half a page that's super important. Is it a half a page of blah, blah, this is what we did because I'm not a fan of this is what we did audit reporting. I'm a fan of this is what it means, right? Providing insight into what, what you saw and then providing foresight into what this could actually mean for the business in terms of the achievement 
of the business's objectives. Whether it's a one-pager, one-pager might be appropriate for some audiences, but as I had a post on, I put a post on LinkedIn today, just in anticipation of this conversation that we would be having. I think it depends on the reader. I think it depends on how they like to receive information. And I think it's important to ask them what information it is that they would like to receive from our audit reports. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a great response for both of you. And, uh, um, you know, I welcome it. I welcome the challenge, actually. I, I think for me, it's uh, our one-page report is a principle of standards to try and get to. So it's really focusing you on being concise the way you communicate your findings um, and moving your way, because I, I do see this a lot in audit reports where there's a lot of justification of what you've done to arrive at your results. Um, and I think sometimes that's taking it way too far. I, I agree you've got to understand the stakeholders, but I also think by using Agile, taking your stakeholders and communicating results every step of the way, so there's no surprises. So actually that one page report is something that could easily be achieved. So, but I do, I do accept sectors, stakeholders. There is always that. We have a phrase in the UK called horses for courses using the right horse to run the right course. So that's maybe where we are. Yeah. It's an amazing conversation there. No, well, one solution not fits all probably, or depends yeah. on the industry, the sector or the, the client. Uh, I, I agree with Chris and David. For me, all chief audit executives should to ask to the board or to the CEO, what type of uh, communication they like. For example, I work once on a company that the guy wants to receive WhatsApp for every issue, only WhatsApp yeah, or WhatsApp or I don't know, Telegram or another softwares. Uh, but it's important for me that internal audit department should have a strategic communication plan. Who talks to who? So the a staff audit, uh, auditor should to have conversation and write the issues, the finding in, in, in the same moment that he found. The managers or, and the audit executive should to have the conversation uh, as quickly as, uh, as possible and for me, face to face. Nowadays, we have a, a, a Zoom yeah. and, and other software, but face to face, looking in the eyes and report what is the finding and the issue. Because when we receive the feedback for the customer, we can go sometimes deeply in the problem and find the root cause and, and other situation that we cannot uh, see in the beginning, saw in the beginning. So. Uh, for me, it's important to have this, this strategic communication plan in your company that we, we should do debate with the board and executives in any company you work. I was speaking to a client last week who did their KPIs time to market for 2022, and they found that they were spending more time editing and reviewing and issuing audit reports than they were in the actual audit work. This absolutely has to stop. And this you know, goes to what you've both said is we have to think about what is the content, what's important. How can we agile that report into smaller chunks? How can we communicate even outside the report during the audit to make sure that those points are communicated? And then we can document something in a more agile report format. What I see 
is auditors go and do their two weeks field work or however long it is. And then they get back to their desks and they struggle writing because maybe they didn't ask the right questions. They didn't ask about cause. They didn't do a proper assessment of what the risk means. Maybe they're not skilled enough or, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but maybe they're just not comfortable or have the skills to really assess risk, to really assess root cause, and then to be able to give an overview of what that means in a short audit report, whether it's in a finding, but I think it has to go in that one pager. There has to be some kind of perspective on underlying causes and overall risks to the business of this whole audit. And I like what David said about uh, video executive summaries. I've, I've talked about that for a little bit as well. I find, I don't know what David, your experience is, but I don't find that many are brave enough to do the videos. And the question is, you know, at what level um, should, who should be actually recording the video? Should it be the chief audit executive? I would say absolutely not. We've got to push some of those responsibilities down to our team so they can step up and grow and build those relationships that are going to help them in the, in the future. But I think videos are good. I know, David, you've got a lot of dashboards, which uh, I think we all need. Audit reports can be sexy and compelling. I truly believe this. But I think what I'm seeing is some teams are putting in a graphic and the question is, is that the right graphic and does it make sense? And is it actually providing relevant information or is it just nice to have because we think we should have uh, more pictures and graphics in the audit report? My idea is to have, yes, a one pager, but interactive. And so that will help people who can use them on various screens, no matter which screen they have. I think the important thing is coming out from this discussion is we're all thinking about it, as you, as you said, Tracy, we're all thinking about how we can communicate results much more effectively. You know, I've asked my team to think about how we can move away from one page reports to just dashboards, where the large majority of the audits we do, not every, not every audit, some audits require that, you know, that more evidential information about how you arrived at your, you know, your conclusions, but, but absolutely, if we can strive to, to communicate findings quicker through dashboards, interactive dashboards. And actually almost make them live for our stakeholders. So they're not waiting for the results. They're there, they're live, they're dynamic. And certainly we are trialing now with our audit committees, having dynamic dashboards. So when we go to audit committees, actually it's, uh, it's, it's live. It's not historically four weeks ago when we prepared that report. So all of this is just about thinking of the impossible, isn't it? And how we can just improve what we're doing. Well, yeah, it, uh, my mind is more with a lot of information, good information. But for me, as I told you before, we need to, to, to make some research with our stakeholder about our strategic communication, why they need. For example, for me, of course, not one page report, but one bullet, one paragraph for each audit engagement, we should just send to the audit committee and board and the CEO yeah. because they don't have more time than that. For that, we need to have insightful conclusions for the guy, the reader, wants to go deeply in the audit report. Uh, and for me, uh, when you talk about the media levels, active regulatory and other stakeholders, we need to have a lot of details, not to explain <laughs> what I did, but details about the risks and the more important, it's the recommendations and the action plan agreed. What will be, will be do for solve the problem that is important for to the business. 
And the last thought that I have, it's why we need a report. Other professions don't produce report. So why we need a report? Of course, to have conformance with the IPPF standard, it's okay. But why? We need you to start to think about that. I think that's an excellent question, Renato. Why do we have auto reports? And I think a lot of things, as I was listening to you and, you know, over time, we see that, you know, audit, I think, is innovating more and more, especially the last three three years. And I think that's brilliant. We've got to keep going forward with that. We seem to be stuck on tradition and the audit report is part of that tradition. And I don't know, you know, uh, I, I'm not a psychologist. How do you break people from habits that they have formed, right? You, you know, I'm a, a big believer in supporting internal audit and let's get creative and let's get innovative and let's do something different. But I think, you know, when I hear you, David, talk about um, live dynamic dashboards, I think this is brilliant. Is audit ready for that yet? I'm not sure they are because I know the stories of the closing meetings where they say, oh, no, we don't talk about risk then, Tracy, because we don't want all the pushback on the risk ratings or the findings. So we just give them that later, right? So you've got, I think you've got to be more ready to have those live dashboards, but it's a brilliant idea. So I think we've got to let go of tradition. We've got to be more innovative. We've got to be more open. We've got to be creative. We've got to feed everybody's souls with these audit reports rather than drain them and suck the life out of them. And, you know, in the end, You've got a nice type finding. You want to helicopter up in your executive summary. And even you want to helicopter up even more to get that little paragraph that Renato was talking about that he can send to the board. So let's keep going, everyone, for shorter audit reports that add more value. Thank you so much, all of you, for participating on the podcast. A lot of great information here. What's your strategic communication plan? You know, maybe there's some regulatory country requirements, like Hinatu mentioned, yeah. dynamic dashboard, great idea, David, and Tracy, root cause, right? Sometimes like we get to the report and we need to go back and they can be sexy. Reports can be sexy, right? <laughs> <laughs> so I really appreciate all of you guys uh, joining the podcast. As usual, I'll let the audience uh, decide on who they agree with. So thank you all so much again. Thank you.